0: Or am I? Good morning. I'm Judith Lay and this is Praise, the programme that connects faith and daily life. On today's programme, we take a moment to reflect again on the heroes of the D-Day landings. St Mackeld is back in the news and I've even got a suggestion if you're needing ideas for a summer holiday. But let's start with a hymn. Today, Christian churches are celebrating the Feast of Pentecost, the moment when God sent His Holy Spirit down upon the Apostles and transformed them from nervous, frightened men into bold and confident preachers, ready and able to bring God's saving love into the world. Pentecost is regarded as the birthday of the Christian Church, the start of the Church's mission to bring God's message of everlasting life into the world. Let's celebrate now with a popular hymn to the Holy Spirit, Come Down, O Love Divine.
1: Come down.
0: the carnival band with vaughan williams hymn come down O love divine i'm sure that like me you've been deeply moved by the various commemorations of d-day earlier this week to give us a few moments now to reflect and to perhaps offer a prayer for all those who lost their life and for those who live with their memories here's part of just one report from Sky News Home Affairs correspondent Andy Davis, which was broadcast as a group of veterans began their momentous journey from Portsmouth back to the Normandy beaches, reliving the day 75 years ago when tens of thousands of troops, the Allied forces, invaded Nazi-occupied France. It was the largest military, naval, air and land operation ever attempted. By the end of August, Paris was liberated.
2: The Royal British Legion has chartered this ship for these 250 men and women among the last surviving British veterans of the 1944 D-Day invasion. The one-time plane spotters, gunners, drivers, medics, commandos, radio operators and more, who in a remarkable allied endeavour helped open the second front in France and bring to a close the tyranny of Hitler. What's it like now being on board this ship and uh, heading to France, heading back again? Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. We first met Ron Jones, who's 95, in his hometown of Newbridge, South Wales. At 14, he left school to become a stonemason. At 19, he was hurtling towards Normandy in a landing craft.
1: I can remember going down into dark green water <laughs> and panicking because I couldn't swim, of course. The noise
2: was terrible, terrible. By the end of D-Day, nearly 160,000 troops, mostly British, Canadian and American, had landed. Thousands of Allied and German soldiers were killed. I
1: can hardly believe that we got through it can hardly believe that I'm, you know, here today, and I've got through that. We were all scared stiff, I suppose.
2: This is Arthur Moore. PJX 63205, sir. You he never, never forget your number, but I can't He's think of my phone number sometimes. He's now 92. He was 17 on D-Day.
3: It was terrible, mate. The troops was coming in on the
2: boats, and they was fully loaded. I was jumping off the boat, but it was too rough. I just went under and drowned. Drowned, No, like, it
1: was terrible. And some nights, like, when it gets near, I can't sleep about
3: it. Like, you know, I'm thinking about it all the time. But them poor fellas,
2: they like, went through hell. The French always stop and speak to you and thank you for what you've done, like. but I've done nothing. The
3: heroes are not here today. They? They're gone. No I blessed
1: him. A bit upset about it. Terrible
4: one. (laughs)
0: for a few moments there on the 75th anniversary of D-Day. I Vow to Thee My Country was by the Wallingford Parish Church Choir. Now, I wonder if those cruise ships in Douglas Bay have put you in a holiday mood. Or maybe you're wondering if you've just left it too late to plan a summer break. Well, David Doricott, who with his wife Alison, runs the AFD group of companies, could have the perfect solution.
5: For some years now, Alison and I have been on the board of directors of a company called Spring Harvest Holidays. Now, before everyone groans and remembers Spring Harvest, the conference, Spring Harvest Holidays opened in 2003 as a holiday on the west coast of France. And uh, it's been a delight over those years to uh, see thousands and thousands of people coming and just put a bit of space in their lives, enjoying some good French culture and some French food and a bit of French sunshine, and really just be rather than having to do all the time. Now the amazing thing is of course that in that space God actually manages to get a word in edgeways onto our busy lives and there's been some amazing transformations taking place and let me tell you about one of them. Uh, Inevitably some families bring the kicking and screaming teenager who doesn't want anything to do with Christianity or God or in, in complete rebellion don't really want to go with mum and dad but they're dragged along. Uh, last year we had uh, the first occasion where one such teenager who came to us in the early days came back as one of our speakers for the adult programme and I think that's a real result. So this person not only had their life turned round, they set it on track. And they came back to serve the rest of the guests on our very lightweight spiritual program. But uh, there he was.
0: So what kind of a holiday are we talking about here?
5: Uh, The holiday park is uh, about four kilometres inland. Notice the uh, switch to metric measurements there. So we're four kilometres from the beach on the River V, which is rather interesting, because if you know your French, that means it's the River of Life. And we have about 160 different types of uh, emplacement, emplacement in French. Uh, Some of them are mobile homes. Think uh, very high-end static caravan. We have four gites. And we uh, have uh, luxury tents and standard tents, and people can bring their own tent or mobile home. So we we can provide a wide range of accommodation. But once you're sighted, part of the joy of the place is the community. And, you know, it's day two, and the communal barbecues are wafting wonderful, delicious smells through the hedgerows. And uh, people are starting to interact, and the kids are filling up the pool. In fact, the kids are our best ambassadors because once they've been, they make friends, and they drag mum and dad back year after year. Every year on the feedback forms, they say, we feel this is a really safe space and we try to make it as safe as we can. It's an enclosed space, but we don't have machine gun nests and we don't have barbed wire entanglements. So uh, we obviously have very high standards of uh, safety precautions and fire precautions and all the other things you need. We're really running a small town if you think about that number of people in, in one place.
0: You can take this at the level that you want. If you wanted, shall we say, a fairly economical holiday, then you could take all your own camping equipment and just have some space.
5: Yes and people do that and they transition of course don't they? They uh, they come with their, uh, their tent on the back of the trailer and they see the alternatives and they aspire to them yeah. and maybe in different life stages we've been running the place now for 15, 16 years you know sometimes people are coming back as empty nesters and they can afford a little bit more comfort.
0: Yeah. Now you mentioned about the young man who come back as a leader
5: The site stands as a great four star campsite in the Vendée and, and that's a national standard so we're in the, in the top echelon of, of similar sites in that area. So you could just rock up and just have a relaxing holiday, and some do, and particularly people who are involved in Christian ministry just want to relax and lie on a sun lounger and read a book or, or do nothing else. But there's a lightweight spiritual program. There's a morning sort of thought for the day and an evening all-age worship for half an hour, three-quarters of an hour, which you're free to join in or not. And part of the freedom to join in or not is why people can come we are really that fussed about that, but just want a a nice, relaxing, high quality holiday. But it's interesting how many people drift into some of those things, particularly the last Sunday when there's a huge bring and share they close off the uh, the site road entrance. And the fellowship in that space is just wonderful.
0: Lots of things to see and do if you do venture outside the Spring Harvest site. It's an interesting area?
5: It, the Vendée is a wonderful, it's very flat area, so don't go if you're looking for hill-walking holidays. It's more like Holland <laughs> in that respect. But uh, yes, it's a major tourist area off France. Uh, loads of people from Paris move there for the holidays. Lots of attractions, the usual sort of water parks and theme parks and some big sign, Lumiere. Funnily enough, though, the kids tend to... Have around the pool and the swimming pool with its flume and uh, and all the activities on site tend to keep a lot of families uh, not very far away. How can we find out more David? It's really easy. Springharvestholidays.com. You can Google it. You can look at TripAdvisor and see the great reviews, or you can uh, look on the website. You can book online. Or uh, one of the things we found really helpful is our customer service team. You can speak to real human beings who understand what you're trying to achieve, and we'll give you some ideas about how to do it. We've tried every possible route. Alison and I go different ways, different times. And in fact, it's it's even quite easy to get to from the Isle of Man because EasyJet fly from Gatwick, which is one of our main feeder airports. So... uh, You could be there same day as you leave the Isle of Man. Or you can take it more leisurely and perhaps uh, drive down more slowly and uh, make the journey part of the holiday too, as quite a lot of our guests do.
0: And a reminder of that website address, it's springharvestholidays.com. Also on the website is the phone number. If you'd prefer to have a chat rather than book online, you can request a phone call and a member of staff will ring you to help you plan your holiday. And here's the first mention of something really special happening in September. Spring Harvest is coming to the island. Spring Harvest Local is an evening of heartfelt worship, inspiring teaching, and an opportunity to pray for the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Led by a Spring Harvest team, the evening has the potential to transform us and our island. Over the coming months, there's going to be lots more information about this very special evening, which will be at the Mountain View Innovation Centre just outside Ramsey. But for now, save the date. It'll be on the evening of Tuesday, September the 17th. And keep listening to praise for interviews, music and everything you need to know to make the most of this very special event. Next Saturday evening, St Paul's Church in Ramsey will be the venue for a concert with a difference. It'll begin with music by harpists Krista McCartney, Jessica Stanley and Lucy May Liney, and singing by the Youth Arts Centre Choir. After interval refreshments, Charles Gard will present his own work, The Legend of St Macold, a story told in words and music. Charles joins me now to tell us more. Good morning, Charles, and welcome. Good morning, thank you very much. You're reprising, in fact, a work that you created and was premiered with the Isle of Man Symphony Orchestra in the Royal Hall of Villa Marina in December of last year. And it concerns the legend of St Macald. Now, before we talk about next Saturday night, let's talk a little bit about the work itself. Was this a, a special commission or something that, as a manxman, you just really wanted to do? It was both, actually. I was very flattered to be given a
3: commission by the orchestra. And years before, I had done people. Peter and the Wolf I was the narrator and the orchestra played and I enjoyed that so much so I said to the conductor Maurice Powell I wonder if there's anything else out there that we could do like that and the only thing we could think of was Nelly the Elephant or something like that and we didn't think that was terribly appropriate so I said well I'll write something I will narrate the story of The Legend of St Mackleld and put the orchestra behind it and that's what we did To start the story we have to go back in time. Mm. Further than that... Mm. No, right back to the 5th century.
0: Temper, temper. Charles, would it be true to say that you're not taking an entirely serious look at the life of St (laughs) Macle? Not
3: not entirely. I thought, I mean, Morris is such a character and uh, he's got a great sense of humour. So I thought I I should start off with a little interplay between uh, him and the orchestra and myself. And it does get quite serious in the middle and then it lightens up towards the end. It is anyway an extraordinary story. I'm not really sure anyone could take it entirely seriously. Ireland was a pagan country. The light of Christianity was barely seen, and there were robbers and murderers, and sheep stealers, and tax dodgers, and all sorts of bad types. And one of the worst was a man who lived in the north of Ireland, and his name was McCool. You might be wondering why I'm telling you about such a man in the story of St. Macaulde. Well, the extraordinary thing is that this tyrant, this thief, this murderer, this robber, was St. Macaulde. Before he became a saint, of course. And this is his extraordinary story. It is claimed there was somebody called St Macleod and of course we do have Macleod and the ancient monastery there. And if you read this extraordinary book done by the monks in Ireland, which was a great biography of St Patrick, they talked about this robber baron in the north of Ireland that tried to trick St Patrick, and of course he didn't win. St Patrick simply ran rings round him, and as a penance this chap was put into a coracle and came to the Isle of Man and became a very saintly man called St Macold. And that's where the legend part of it comes in. Some of it may be based on fact, I don't know, but it's a cracking story.
0: Indeed it is. And in actual fact, on Saturday night, you're bringing it home because the north of the island, with the parish of St Mackeld, where it's believed that he was washed ashore in his coracle. So you're bringing the legend back home, aren't you?
3: You're quite right. After this extraordinary stormy journey in a coracle, he was found clinging to the rocks below Mackled Head by a couple of fishermen. They brought him up to the monastery and he paid penance there for many, many years. He was bound by chains, which was part of St. Patrick's requirement when he was cast off in Ireland. And those chains were with him until the night before he was appointed the bishop. And a fisherman who had been out fishing, caught a fish. And when he opened it, there was a key in it. And he brought the key to St. Michael. And guess what? It opened the padlock that was binding him. And that was the release. Now, of course, that's heavily symbolic because the fish is the symbol of Christianity. And the key to your salvation is found inside it. And that's a legend that you will find way down on a place called Skellig Michael, which is that remarkable 10th century monastic settlement on a peaked rock off the west coast of Kerry. That legend is universal throughout the British Isles and I I think it's a very touching
0: story. And in fact, continues to touch us and to be a part of our Christian tradition on the island to this day because St Michael's well on Macald Head there, is a place of pilgrimage uh, and is a place of, of great specialness and, and holiness to many people on the island to this day, isn't it?
3: It is indeed, and that's why I always think of St Mackeld as the patron saint of the Isle of Man, because he is unique to the island. I mean, St Bridget, St Patrick, St Ninian, all the others can be found around the Irish Sea, but St Macald is entirely unique to the island and that's why we should have uh, St
0: Macald's Day which I think should be a bank holiday What a very good idea (laughs) Now, coming back to next Saturday night, you're going to be in St Paul's Church, Mm. and this legend of St Michael is going to be reproduced in the second half of the concert. Now, sadly, you can't persuade the the entire Isle of Man Symphony Orchestra to come up to St Paul's Church, delightful as that would be, but by miracles of modern technology, you're able to reproduce the soundtrack to this, and you will be narrating the story again. When you wrote it, did you hope that it would be able to be scaled down to performances just such as this? No,
3: I didn't, but when I first composed it, which was a year ago, it was during TT Week last year, I made all the sounds using my computer here with samples and various bits of electronic wizardry to try and make it sound like a real orchestra so that when I presented it to the chairman and to Morris the conductor they came round here, they'd get an idea of what it would be like if it was played like a real symphony orchestra and they were happy with it, which was marvellous, so then I orchestrated it with the full score for the orchestra, But it's this recording of my samples that will be playing in the background and I will be doing the narration live. So sadly, it won't be the Isle of Man Symphony Orchestra, but I hope it will still give an idea of the work.
0: Charles, I'm sure that it will. St Paul's Church next Saturday night, that's the 15th of June. It's a half past seven start with free admission and some refreshments afterwards and an opportunity for people to meet the composer and uh, also to make a little donation to church funds if people so wish. Looking to the future, Charles, is there anything else you'd like to do of a similar nature on your notepad for things to do? There are quite a few things on the notepad. Works I would
3: like to write, yes. It's just getting round to it because... You know, like you, we're all doing lots of different things, and I found hunkering down during TT week last year was really good. I didn't see anyone who didn't do anything. I just wrote, and you need to do that. You need to become totally involved in it.
0: Well, here's to TT Week <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Praise podcast. There's a new Praise podcast available every Sunday morning. You can subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify via the Manx Radio smartphone app or at manxradio.com. So, till we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for your company and I wish you and those you love every blessing in the days ahead.